also, did you see any of the trailers for the Sia Film Music? The Sia Film Music? I did not see any trailers uh, for the Sia Film Music. What's that about? I have seen the trailers for the Sia Film Music. Sia, the popular artist known for such hits as Yeah, gonna swing from a chandelier, a chandelier. And oh, a very, wow. um, yeah, and a very, uh, you know, that video where Maddie Ziegler's dancing around with a much older Shia LaBeouf? Nope. Don't know it. Okay, well, she was famous for those. Anyway, she gained enough cultural clout to direct her own movie. Cool. And this movie is called Music. Mm-hmm. I um, like music. And it gained a lot of early negative press. Uh-oh. For its depiction of a neurodivergent, i.e. autistic person, in the form of Maddie Ziegler, the same little girl. She's not so little anymore. She's a woman now. Mm. But um, she portrays an autistic person uh, in a very stereotypical fashion. Huh. Uh, would she say... <laughs> and at first would, I thought... Would you say she fully portrays the autistic person? She fully, she she goes full neurodivergent. (laughs) To paraphrase Tropic Thunder, she goes full neurodivergent. Yeah, let's take Tropic Thunder. She doesn't even. Let's take Tropic Thunder and just and and make everything okay about Tropic Thunder. That's that's a project I want to do is take Tropic Thunder and like make a censored version where it's like you never go full (laughs) neurodivergent. Yes. (laughs) Well, he wouldn't say no. You never go. You never go full uh, mentally othered. I don't know what the the term for uh, for mentally disabled is now. If it's even mentally disabled, I don't know what the PC term. And you have to cover up Robert Downey Jr.'s blackface, so you just you know make him in whiteface perplexingly for the whole movie. You whiteface over the blackface. Um, Yeah, and you have to dub him over with a guy going, "Hi, I'm Robert Downey Jr." Yeah, the culture's moving too fast for us old timers. Uh, so, so this music film music. in which uh, Maddie Ziegler goes full neurodivergent. She doesn't go full neurodivergent because autistic people don't actually act the way that is portrayed in the movie. She, she's doing a very strange and offensive caricature. And when I first heard about this, I was like, uh, you know, it's like, of course it's offensive, but, you know, it's probably no worse than Rain Man. Mm-hmm. It's much worse than fucking Rain. It's crazy. <laughs> Oh no! Well, it's I mean, actually as if like Sia saw Tropic Thunder and saw Simple Jack mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and said to Maddie Ziegler, "That I want you, to, I want you to make Simple Sia's Jack." Sia's Australian. Oh well, damn it! She's Australian. I want you to watch Simple Jack in Simple Tropic Jake? Thunder. Yeah, Tropic Thunder. Simple Jack. That that would be new. Simple, Simple Jack. Um, that should inspire your performance for this for this girl whose plight i sympathize with so what's Um, the so so is the plot that through the power of music you can conquer autism no the name of the character the name of the autistic character is music what that's you can't Um, name so that's why she's autistic you can't well yeah the the so the, the premise of the movie is that the older sister, who's a free spirit and is irresponsible, is played by Kate Hudson, mm-hmm. and her name is Kazoo, <laughs> and then... <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. And then she, her grandparents die, who have custody over music, and now she currently has to... Now she's in the situation, I've never been responsible. Now I got this... 
neurodivergent child on my hands, played by the the dance legend Maddie Ziegler. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> what am I gonna do? And but then she make friends with an inspiring African guy, played by Lamar Autumn Jr. Oh, so they don't go I to think, Vegas and get no, rich? they don't go to Vegas, <laughs> and she doesn't use. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> she doesn't use uh, music to her her toothpick counting abilities to count cards in Vegas. No, um, and uh, Rain Man. I want to emphasize Rain Man was a movie made thirty three years ago and created the most lasting offensive portrayal of an autistic person in media that everyone refers to when you know they they make jokes about uh autistic people and the the cast of rain man is a scientologist and an alleged rapist so there those are the two guys there's more guys uh, that, than that and in there music is much guys. worse there's probably yeah, but I'm more saying the two guys. Who do, who else do you remember from Rain Man? The doctor, oh, which is saying, ah, you know, he's got autism. Isn't there a bad guy? Isn't there character. like a bad guy? Who is the bad guy in Rain Man? Besides I thought Tom, I thought Tom Reed Cruise. was the bad. No, Tom guy. Tom Cruise is the bad guy because he's treating <laughs> he is, his brother like a piece of shit. He's exploiting an autistic person in order like to make of, money. He's a garbage in that movie. Um, Rain Man is the it's the Rudolph Rednose reindeer uh, trope where uh, a differently mm. abled person is otherized until they prove to be useful. So Rudolph is a tale of caution. It's a cautionary tale, as it were. Yeah, Rudolph um, the neurodivergent reindeer <laughs> contributed that just as much problem, as everyone really. else, right? Yeah. When you think about it, you know, that elf that wanted to be a dentist, definitely on the spectrum, for sure. Also gay. You talking about Will Ferrell? <laughs> yeah, he was, he was that gay elf in that movie. They never showed the scene. <laughs> now, he falls in love with Zoe Deschanel, which is a very straight thing to do. Perhaps the most straight thing on oh, earth. I have an idea for a movie. It's called Gay Elf. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Elf, but he's Gay Elf. Hey, that I, I who does it star? Who who's your who's your pitch for the oh, game? Jonah elf? Hill, of course. Oh, you're not casting an actual. It's not Billy Eichner or somebody no, like that. No, you have to get. You can't get a gay person to play a gay person. Then it wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. It's not you have acting, to get Jonah then. Hill to do an offense. Yeah, it's not acting. It's not acting. And if you get the, the gay movie. person to play the gay person, what is he gonna do? He's just gonna be himself. You get. You get Jonah Hill to do his inexplicable um, Cajun voice from Beach Bum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the whole movie. Oh, I'm just the gay elf in Santa's workshop here, and I appear to have come across the vapors. Oh, My no. real father is somewhere in the city, and I better find him. Hmm. <laughs> Actually, that's an acceptable way to do an offensive gay voice, is doing the southern gay voice, the southern bell you know, uh, Gilbert from right. King of the Hill voice. Well, the That's other, a non-offensive iteration the, of the gay voice. The come down idea is to do the offensive voice, but then say you're, you're trying to do a voice of someone who it's okay to make, make fun of. <laughs> so you, you like do a racial voice, but then say you're mimicking a white person. They're, geni- uh, they're I, geniuses over there at that podcast. <laughs> they're, they're, they're coming up with new <laughs> concepts. Wow. I made a I made a fan comic of him recently because yeah, I'm a terrible should, person. You should um, we should make fan comics of all the pot the big podcasters and then that I, could... that's my that's my plan. That's how I'm gonna barnacle myself to yes. pre-existing yes. Uh, media franchises um, because you know 
not unlike music. If I if some if some free spirit were to adopt me, I'm going to make the movie called Podcast. Mm. You know, where I experience the world through podcasts. I'm an know? autistic <laughs> boy named only... Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and really. <laughs> <laughs> And you know my my older older uh, brother who's been a free spirit. He's just been out there playing CS:GO for years. You know, he's just been yeah. out there in the so, trenches. You so know, if, living like a ninja turtle. If Maddie Ziegler's CS:GO, if Maddie Ziegler's older sister's named Kazoo for yeah. when your when your name is podcast, what's your older brother's name? It's like um, I had a Jew harp. Um, no, 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 no. I was thinking it's like if he plays CS:GO, it's probably he's like my older brother's name is Computer. <laughs> computer info yeah yeah <laughs> amd graphics card and podcast yeah. well i mean if autism is really caused by people older people having children then we are really in for it yeah we're just gonna have a generation um, i'm pretty sure you know yeah. pretty sure everyone's the trains waiting. will run on time that's the one thing the Mussolini. There's two ways you can accomplish that: fascism or autism. Wait, did you say the trains will run on time? Because no, yeah. the toy trains will run on time. <laughs> hey, hey, no, there are plenty. <laughs> Don't diminish our our good autistic train people. That is that is a common and not offensive and not played out stereotype. What do you mean? Dem- <sighs> okay, everyone's being. It's like when you make fun of an autistic person, you always do it with from a place of of, uh, of well-meaning and. And uh, common spirit. At least I do, because I'm part autistic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, but you know, that's the tenor of the time: is that um, media has atomized us, or you know, quantified emotions in such a way as to make everyone sort of part autistic in a way. Mm-hmm. I, no, this is. I'm obviously getting everything wrong, but um, well, that's there interesting. Is, I mean, you know, kinda. There is an explosion of pseudo-autistic representation in media. Like, the, the example that first comes to mind is Sherlock on the B, the BBC Sherlock. It's implied that, you know, Sherlock is a fucking asshole because he doesn't understand... I don't understand human emotions. I'm just a detective machine mm-hmm. who looks at little details and, you know... Um, or, yeah, yeah, people like... Or the idea that being autistic gives you insight or superpowers or something like that that's like a thing that came up in uh, a lot of media over the past years and i think that's because more and more people relate to the idea of sort of being introverted and having your own little world and people not being able to understand you you know people relate on this very sort of superficial social way yeah we they all don't live you in know our in our own this... internal world now yeah in the same way that you can relate to a depressed character even though you don't actually have depression, you have had something in your life that resembles depression enough that you can, you know, tack your own experiences on. And this Sia movie is a really advanced case of that, where this this woman who is not very, very not autistic is like, I just felt myself, I just felt myself so hard in the plight of these people, mm-hmm. you know? They... <laughs> They really have it tough. And as Sia, I have it tough. Because I also don't like making eye contact with people. You know, that's why I wear the wigs. That's why I wear all my fancy wigs. And so I get it. <laughs> she has I the hair it. going. She has her bangs covering her eyes all the time. Yeah, that's that's Sia's claim to fame. Is because she's, you know, 
I feel like the move there would have just been to say that, no, I am autistic, and then gotten some, like, hack doctor to say, no, see, I can... See, you can do it because she is autistic. Yeah, you gotta go that. You gotta immediately, like, run for cover. <laughs> run for cover. See ya. Say something's wrong with you. Say some. Say something's wrong. Say something bad happened to you. I, ha- I got the Kanye brain disease. Kanye gave me his brain disease. Con- oh, you're saying Kanye? I thought you saying cognac. Kanye. Kanye gave me brain disease. <laughs> Kanye West marketing my new cognac, Kanye. No matter how far we progress down the down the era of like constant victimhood, alcoholics never get to they never get to like get some of that uh, Mm. social currency. As Mitch Hedberg said, alcoholics are all they're all you know they're the only uh, disease you can get yelled at for having, but it's gonna always Mm -hmm. be like that. Damn it, Mitch. You have cancer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I've, you can get angry at some people. Like, um, you're, if, like, you have a friend that does nothing but, uh, smokes nothing but cigarettes, you can get sort of angry at him for having cancer, but not really. You threw away your life, cigarette Johnny. You're mm-hmm. done. <laughs> well, this is what you get. This is what you deserve. Yeah. No, I've never reacted like that to someone getting cancer. I just I don't hope, think like, I ever would. I hope nothing ever happens en masse to like Marvel fans so that they can claim victimhood <laughs> because then they would really be insufferable. Yeah, Imagine. like um like a crazed DC fan like shoots up a Marvel convention. Yeah, and then they're like you can't talk to me that way. I'm a Marvel fan. Oh, I no. got the idea from the Snyder cut. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, there's new uh, Zack Snyder is being allowed. Can you believe this? Zack Snyder is being allowed to make movies still. I was shocked. Why? What's what's bad about Zack Snyder? He makes money. No, that, I, I mean, every, a lot is bad about Zack Snyder. I don't, that's the thing. I thought his movies didn't really make much money. And that no, everyone they make hated. bank. Really? Oh, yeah, well, and they sucks. have this crazy dedicated audience. I think your mic messed up. No. I'm no? just getting a uh, phone call. Oh, is it? Um, who is it? The bank? They want their money. Hmm? Is it the bank? It's, Do they uh, want their money? It's uh, <laughs> it, no, it's my lawyer. He's telling me that I lost custody. It's um, oh, it's no. a, so it's a good day. I lost. <laughs> you lost custody of your dick and balls. I lost custody <laughs> of my dick and balls. Yeah, I lost my yeah. dick and balls. Yeah, it's a divorce. Every fucking divorce case ends the same way. You lose custody of your dick and balls. Am I right, guys? Yeah. Am I right, fellas? <laughs> yeah. Look, Alex, I got you a great deal. But the long and short of it, you got to lose your dick and balls, okay? Yeah, you're losing your dick and you balls know. on this one, pal. You get, to um, keep, you get to keep the dog. You get to keep half the car. You got to lose the dick and balls, yeah. okay? You're losing your dick and balls and your house. So. Mm-hmm. Do I get custody? Can I see the dick and balls on weekends? No, no. Still custody. (laughs) Can I see it on weekends? I guess so. We're we're now a men's rights podcast. Hell yeah. (laughs) They're just trying to take our dick and balls away. They're just trying to take our dicks and balls away. You know, we used to have the dicks and balls. The detachable penis song by King Missile was prescient. It was prescient, bro. I haven't thought about King Missile yeah. in a while. What a fun joke band. They had other songs. Yes, but they I were, guess. most of the songs were bits. He became a lawyer, the guy. Eventually. Really? 
Yep. Great. There, there's other music lawyers. The only other one I can think about is the guy from the Vandals. I think Dave Quackenbush was a... No, not Dave Quackenbush. One of the other guys from the Vandals was a lawyer musician and used his lawyer funds to uh, <laughs> fund his puerile pop punk band, which I think is, uh, you know, the dream of many of us. Oh, speaking of pop punk, did you check out the new Weezer album that came out this January? Is it supposed to be something? It's not... Well, it's a new Weezer album. It's not good. It, it's, they got a whole I fucking mean, orchestra this time. They're supposed to... Didn't they have some occasionally good albums in the past, you know, seven years of releasing? No. Weezer's very much like... If I were to compare them to anything, it's like The Simpsons, where you remember, like, the first bit of it, and it's really nostalgic and good, and when you return to it, it still holds up. And then just, like... 20 years of shambling nothingness. Yeah, I don't understand why they're still, why they didn't break up. They really should have broken up, like, after their third album, frankly. Who listens to Weezer? Who's the audience for Weezer? I don't know, but their new music is, it's very weird, because it's got an orchestra now. But it's, yes. it's maybe the worst sounding production of an orchestra i've ever heard i had no idea it was possible i would encourage you to check it out because it sounds like garbage um the message is cool for the first one he, rivers cuomo doesn't like that everyone's a, a phone zombie so he's like Damn. no no everyone's too much on their phones no so that's nice I, I kind of was like, yeah, everyone's everyone's too much on their phones and they're not fixating on Japanese women like Rivers Cuomo. Me. Well, now, that's the another funny thing is that's he now looks like a Japanese woman, like a, like a middle aged <laughs> Japanese woman. It's very funny. So he's still singing about like, I don't know, 14 year old problems. But now mm -hmm. it's kind of like Yoko Ono's doing it. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah, it's also weird that I feel like Weezer's subject matter hasn't like I feel, like I thought they'd be talking about dad stuff now, like they're all dads and such. I'm not certain he ever had a stable relationship long enough to become one. I don't know. Uh, those half Japanese girls did it to him every time. Well, the 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 refrain on his new single is, "I don't know what's wrong with me." Um, like he, well, they took his dick as balls in the divorce. They took your dick and your balls, Rivers, probably after the Blue Album, because that's when things started to go downhill. Yeah. Uh, you don't like Pinkerton? Pinkerton's good. No, I don't like Pinkerton, actually. Okay. <laughs> Only <laughs> That's f fair enough. Yeah. And, and my household growing up was a big Weezer household. You mean just the Blue Album, though? Well, yeah, but my sister bought that when I was small, and then listen to it constantly yeah it's good it's good music for kids it's very easy to understand music because like there's just big chunky chords it's not ever dissonant really wow okay uh, so did you know he's released two albums in J japanese with someone named scott murphy he's released two japanese language albums he's becoming a japanese person he's 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 uh turning japanese as the uh, yeah. as the song says, That's although it. turning Japanese, I'm informed, is um, uh, a racist metaphor for when you orgasm yes. and your eyes squint. Yep. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> everyone that's a that's a hit song well okay <laughs> that, title, that 
That is exactly what is said on VH1's I Love the 80s. I do not know if it is true because I know where that comes from. That fact comes from VH1, I Love the 80s. So it's like Ian Michael Black's, like, his demented mind's uh, funny idea of Mm. a joke. What a funny guy he is, Michael Ian Black. Michael Ian Black, didn't he do that fucking weird shit with Megan McCain? I don't know what's wrong with me. Um... What weird? Yeah, like, he he's weirdly he's weirdly active on political lib Twitter. Him and like Jen Kirkman and big comedian libs. Uh, who are other big comedian libs that run their mouths constantly and have bad takes about stuff and like um, will appear on Stephen Crowder and shit. Wait, the libs the libs to, who go on Crowder. I saw Michael Ian Black on, uh, on Crowder once. Yeah, I know. And don't. it seemed to be like, why would anyone go on Crowder, first of all? What do you have to gain? Uh, well, Michael Ian Black goes on anything because he's a, he needs, he's a, he's a he's fame, fame whore. He's a fame whore. Uh, sorry, I'm just looking are, up are you saying those, wife. Are you saying those, are you saying those, those old, the state? Yeah, reruns so, aren't really so, are they aren't paying off those Stella reruns aren't paying off. I'm looking at so Rivers, a lot of residuals. I'm from just Stella. looking at Rivers Cuomo's wife. He's actually married to a Japanese businessman. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's a real otaku. Yeah, he, yeah. And he's got to wear a kimono <laughs> and make sushi every day. Yeah, he's got a uh, <laughs> <laughs> memoirs of a geisha. Yeah. Himself for these people. That's what the next Weezer album is going to be about. Yeah, Memoirs hey, of a Cuomo. I um I think it would be really funny to take Ghost Dog Way of the Samurai and redo it. Take out all the RZA stuff and put just Weezer and Rivers Cuomo in it. <laughs> I'm Ghost you take you, I I I would thought you would um what's that what Lone Wolf and Cub, but instead of uh, a Samurai and his young child, it's uh. Shinzo Abe, former former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, and uh, wait, is he current Prime no, Minister? No, he Japanese? stepped down. He's gone. Okay, he's gone. Uh, yeah. And Rivers Cuomo, mm-hmm. but Rivers Cuomo's the cub. You know, he's in the backpack where <laughs> former Japanese President Shinzo Abe is cutting down folks. Yeah, Who Ghost Dog's Japanese. Ken Watanabe. What do you think of Ghost, Ghost Dog? Dog? Is a good movie. It's old now. Jim Jarmusch. Yeah. Do you like Jim Jarmusch, or is he too wry? Well, this wasn't a very wry. The only thing that was wry about this movie were the Italian mobsters, who were very funny, because um, they're like parody, parody-level Italian mobsters. Yeah, but as The Soprano showed us, Italian mobsters are basically just like that. <laughs> you can't parody Italian mobsters because if you're saying, Hey, I go down to the store, I pick up a big cup of hey, 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 it's, it's, it's That's accurate. Mm. <laughs> that's what they're really like all the time. That's what they're all, that's what they're mm. all like all the time. You can spot them a mile away. That's why the mafia ended. They were too flamboyant. Mm-hmm. Um, what were we talking about they, before Weezer? No, I don't remember. Uh, Sia's music. Oh yeah, and maybe the, Megan the, McCain. Um, and maybe Megan McCain and Michael Ian Black. Well, because Michael Ian Black did that thing with Megan McCain, who's now also doing a Why Can't We Just Get Along style show with Van Jones, where we're a lib and 
somewhat someone who is presented in lib media as a moderate Republican, even though Megan McCain's, if you investigate her policies, I guess she is she pro-choice. I think she's pro she's probably pro-choice. She's pro-gay and pro-choice, but she also likes, you know, the vicious anti-taxation and anti-regulation of the Republican Party, which uh, pays its dividends in uh, places like Texas we're seeing. Oh, Texas. Poor Texas. Suffering. Although, you know, they deserve it. Everyone there. <laughs> everyone, who, yeah. everyone who lives there deserves what they get because they live there. And everyone knows yeah. that if you don't move, it's your own damn fault. Yeah, just move. Just That's the classic hell, refrain. I moved. Yeah. <laughs> hell. Yeah, I, fuck you. Fuck you, Texans. Fuck you, Texans. Hope it's cold. That's what you get for living in stupid state. Yeah. That's what in... you get for living in long longhorn. And, you know, the only longhorns are in your ass and now. And California, Texas. too. Mm-hmm. I say the same thing to Californians. <laughs> That's what you get. <laughs> Babies on fire. Uh, Leaving Texas in the water. Nice. <laughs> Brian Eno. Does he live in California? Is he English? He's English. He lives in fucking... He's English, yeah. Oh, he lives in he, Liverpool or Kidney Bean or whatever it is. He, he, lives, he lives in a, uh, a hamlet with only other wealthy, creative, bald men. He, do, he probably lives where Richard D. James lives. Just like... Yeah. I'm the... Scotland, in the middle of nowhere. It's a little Hobbit village, yeah. Yeah, all the Scotland. cool musicians live in a Hobbit village in Scotland. Yeah, and that's where Adam Curtis goes to edit his movies. Yeah, man. But like inside of the little Hobbit, inside of the whimsical Hobbit buildings, are just like industrial rot, and you know, kids hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, so and the with Texas thing, you like said you want a pre-show. You said you wanted. Well, you your your video cut out for a sec. Um. Anyway, oh, my video to, for the topic of Texas, you said you wanted to... Uh, I like saying pre-show because it reminds me of pre-cum. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, great. Okay. Uh, te- Texas, it's a horrible disaster. I don't like A horrible, horrible disaster, <laughs> which is... Um, I think what's interesting to me about the horrible disasterness of this Texas thing, I, I mean, is a, a lot of the flooding that's occurring is because the pipes aren't winterized. And of course, why would you winterize the fucking pipes when you live in Texas? Yeah. Even though, as people have pointed out, catastrophic cold snaps in Texas aren't as infrequent as you'd think. Yeah, it's like once uh, every 10 years or so, I think. Yeah, that's enough to, I feel, you know, <laughs> this relatively cheap form of insurance. Um, and it's reminding me of other, you know, catastrophic disasters that people ultimately pay for when the government lets them down yeah one of them is of course grenfell towers right Mm -hmm. which was so many people died in that fucking building fire for what was what could have been just like a few thousand dollars in insulation uh not insulation anti-fire you know what i mean anti-fire protection Mm -hmm. i don't know what the fancy word for it is called uh, <laughs> uh, make fire put out put, put make we, fire make fire put, put out foam. put out fire yeah the british uh, government foam. the thatcherite government could have had some make fire make fire put out foam and they were like no it is not the imperative when is a fire ever going to happen in this entirely wooden building yeah well the and, thing about know, texas is like it happens in texas and it happens in california mm-hmm. those are pretty different governments I think 
Mm-hmm. So what's going on here? Why are the Democrat state and the Republican state? Why can't they have a reliable electricity? Mm. Well, Texas is on a. It's not on a. It's on its own grid. Yeah, it's right? on its, it's own. On it has its grid. own entire system. It's like they. Ha- I mean, when both proposals proposed systems aren't working great, I'm just kind of like, well, fuck. Maybe electricity is pretty hard to do. I yeah. think that's something that. Not enough people who are complaining about this realize is that electricity is hard to maintain in a country of this size um, with the amount of rural people and the amount of cities. We have to look at China for a comparable, um, a comparable country, basically. Yeah, let's just build a gigantic dam which destroys a thousand villages and we'll be good. I mean, yeah, China <laughs> China has a dam that if it breaks, like that they rely upon for electricity, that if it breaks will flood like and kill 30 million people. And we thought that might happen this summer. Um, mm. So, I don't know. It's hard. Texas is uh, it, 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 a freak weather occurrence. And it is not clear to me that it is. It makes any sense to spend a, a billion dollars, which is what the natural gas company would need to spend um, to winterize their equipment, without the government forcing them. They're, I mean, they're not gonna. The market won't. Yeah. The market is clearly not gonna force them to prepare for that. Um, no. Why would they? Yeah. As long as you can. But that's freedom, you know. That's freedom. When you, you, the thing about Texas is it's. I'm free to it's leave. It's not like. A... <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, what's interesting to me about this is it would be more cost effective in the long run to put the regulation in. But because you're in this state that's so ideologically committed on all levels, social, political, governmental to anti-regulation that you just, you know, can't force it through unless all of, you know, like the soy people from Austin expand into into a, a powerful voting block. Hmm. Well, they might. I mean, Texas is um, gaining a lot of population from people from other states. There's like a, a, a stereotype going around that like most Texas voters aren't even from tech, weren't born in Texas, um, hmm. which is pretty interesting. I didn't know that was going on. I can't wait for the 2020 census to finally drop, you know? <laughs> can't wait. It's going to be a lit census. Oh, shit. My dad told me that. It was it was like, Dad, you're the nerdiest guy around. He's like, I can't wait for it to drop. I want to see how many congressional seats New York has lost. He was like, I've been tracking it the past three censuses. So I'm like, that's 30 years you've been watching with glee as New York loses population. Um it's very funny. Well, you know. Because that's what's been happening for 30 years is New York loses population and Texas gains it. and the, Or, you know, and then they get more congressional seats. It's very cold. Upstate is very cold. All the population loss is from upstate and all those industrial, mm-hmm. post-industrial towns. Yeah, New York New City York is, is still growing. It's still getting immigrants. Oh, yeah. And Long Island. Yeah. But no, uh, the the... Americans who have been American for more than one generation stop having kids. Yeah, <laughs> except for the lovely town of Curios, Joel. Uh, I think that they actually consider themselves not like this. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. I don't want to go there. But I would feel like okay. if you talk to them, they would be like, um, "What? What do you mean? America? We're <laughs> citizens of America, second to being like, I don't know." 
citizens of this orthodox they're like the thing. they're like theocrats or they believe in theocracy right so i'm not yeah do they pretty even, much do they recognize do they vote do they recognize our government they do they of course they vote they're mm-hmm. very uh politically organized because uh it uh, directly impacts their ability to live how they want uh but yeah they basically i wouldn't it's not worship is the wrong word for but their their whole community is based around the legacy of rabbi joel Teitelbaum mm-hmm. and uh and his progeny and various interpretations of the Torah. And, but the thing, why I say Kyrios Joel is because their population growth is rapid and crazy. Yeah, but they're, they're uh, small. It's like, what, 10,000 people? Yeah. Yeah, but it, if it continues at this rate. Well, that's what they're doing that because they have to get the numbers back, back up. The numbers are low. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm just reminded of those Orthodox Jews in Israel who don't recognize the government of Israel because it's not a theocracy. I like those guys. Mm. <laughs> they're, they're OG. <laughs> they're cool. Oh, man. <laughs> and the other thing that um, the Texas stuff reminds me of, in terms of you make this thing which at the time seems costly but is actually very cheap compared to the catastrophic disaster that ensues if you don't do the thing um so it got me thinking of chernobyl mm-hmm. uh which i'm watching again because chernobyl weirdly is has become a comfort show for me that's yeah it's weird yeah and the fact that it's just a series of decisions to make things slightly cheaper mm-hmm. um just to cut corners all the way around you know all of these things eventually add up and the confluence of several of these of like of these corner cutting decisions adding up is catastrophic disaster the catastrophic uh, disaster was that they had a one-party system and were not able to have <laughs> someone to blame it on that was the actual uh, catastrophic disaster for the soviet union well they eventually blamed it on Dyatlov. But uh, as as the series points out, what is the price of lies? What is the price of lies? Uh, The price of lies is apparently a lot of irradiated Ukrainians. I see. They were so close. They should have just had a red communist party and a blue communist party. And then when anything (laughs) bad happens, you can just blame the one that's in power and then switch. That's the true strength of the of the two party system. It's can shirk responsibility more effectively. Uh huh. It's pretty because that's what you have here. We have uh, yeah. Gavin Newsom blaming Trump for the wildfires, and then you have you have um, Greg Abbott blaming uh, Biden for the Green New Deal that destroyed Texas's yeah. energy system. I yeah. I mean th- that is the that is the feature of the American version of hypernormalization where you have two parties and they tell you what they're doing and they blame each other and there's enough transparency to make you think that you know the government is less dictatorial than say China or Russia or some some other country like that but it's not really cuz they're just uh they they're giving you enough information and giving you enough frame of mind to pin responsibility on somebody such that you can never really escape the system or think about it more critically or want to actually dismantle it. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, I bravo. I think I think that is really the true strength of the two-party system. Right. It's beautiful. If the Republican Party did not already exist, it would be necessary to create one. 
Yes. Well, that is the, that's, you know, my stupid line, my stupid glib line is the Democratic Party is just the PR wing for the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or it's, you know, it's it's good cop, bad cop. They're still both cops at the end of the day. They're still trying to get Cigarette Johnny's information from you. You know, there's uh, you're not going to. You're not going to win with these people. Man, I uh, think about um, being a prison guard. That would be a fun job. <laughs> yeah, Oz made it look great. That you get to fun. be Edie Falco. You get, to, <laughs> you get to do all kinds of mind games with people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> am you I get gonna to sexually you? manipulate yeah. people. Am I going to bring you your food today, Jaywalker? That's why I, ca- I call that guy Jaywalker, because he's in jail for jaywalking. that's damn that's harsh yeah it's like uh all the nicknames people get are for the crimes that they committed (laughs) call that guy murder joe that's rapey that's Uh, rapey ben over there that's rapey ben yeah that's his nickname (laughs) that would be the Uh, best don't mess with old hank liver snatcher um Uh. yeah so falun gong they do liver snatching right uh, they, they get their livers snatched. I thought they did liver snatching. They get their livers. Uh, oh, oh. how do I get that wrong? I don't think they're doing. I don't think they're doing counter liver snatching. Uh-huh. I think they're just getting their livers snatched. Well, live organ transplants. Yes. Live organ transplants. It's making me hungry. Live vivisection. Mm. <laughs> that that would be, that would be funny if someone, um, you know, you get a bunch of freaks. <laughs> at the medical college you, they have the, the surgery viewing platforms and for some reason they advertise it as live vivisection when they really meant live exclamation point vivisection yeah. and then you have a bunch of a bunch of freaks with popcorn coming in yeah they don't they stopped selling popcorn at the hospital theater um, nah. in the 80s nah you can't smoke in there anymore either yeah this is what regulation gets you, you know. It gets you. It gets you nowhere. Well, hey, too much regulation's bad. Too little regulation's bad. But uh, yeah. Also, the, the fucking man, Chernobyl. It, it's crazy, just the confluence of various fuck ups that happened, and how, the, like, definitely Dyatlov was responsible, but everybody was responsible. It was like a collective failure of uh the soviet way to distribute information hmm. uh that was really at fault because no one had been warned that the touching the az5 button could actually if there is like an overheating a core it could actually fix the rods in place and the tips of the graphite rods are actually supercharged the reaction because they're not made of graphite they're made of some other material that supercharges them and this had been omitted like people knew this could happen in dprk reactors and it was omitted because soviets could not admit that you know their technology was inferior you know better soviet technology um and but it was that but also the fact that they were running this test and that because of an unexpected 10-hour delay the night shift had come in and it was made up of like these uh, wet behind the ears 25 mm-hmm. year olds where if the day shift had performed this test it might not have gone this way and it was you know being overseen by you know three men 
three overseers who were stressed out about their promotions, which is why they were being extra careless with this because they were just wanting to get it done. And so they, you know, were incentivized poorly by the party mechanisms and just this confluence of these amazing fuck ups and factors and, you know, terrible incentivizations for people in a system that that created this uh, monumental and horrific disaster. Or the Americans did it. It was Americans. You ever think about that? You ever think that maybe the Americans hacked Chernobyl? Yeah. I, uh, that's what I think. I think they, I'm a real true believer here. I think the Americans fucked with Chernobyl and it was fine. Yeah. I like the idea of like the Russian equivalent of MSNBC saying Americans are hacking Russian media and telling us to, you know, vote for Kasparov. Yeah, they did that with Ukraine. I mean, that's, that's what they said was Ukraine revolution. Mm. all, I mean, Putin was like, this is Hillary Clinton doing it. <laughs> she was a really like the idea of a Russian version of Rachel Maddow. Yeah, it is me, well, Rachel Madovsky. It's not American, not, that, terrible American. They have hacking. that. They have that. Okay. They do have that very much. Putin's created um, a two-party system uh, of, of theater for that. Just, uh, just to do. Um, He's copying our system. It's uh, he's a genius yeah. in that in that. Well, okay. that that is like in hypernormalization. They talk about Vladislav Surkov, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Who we've talked about on the show before, uh, Putin's propaganda minister, and that's you know the illusion of choice what, is really more important than the actual ability to choose. What Putin needs to do is figure out how to disappear and still have power. That's what I that would be my goal. Would be like, and now I will make myself disappear. And it's like a, yeah. it's like a Job magic trick. Everyone's <laughs> dream is to pull the strings from behind the curtain. I guess you know every every weirdo's dream. Yeah. Not me. I want to be famous, baby. I want to pull my name and lights. Yeah, I want to pull the strings from behind us to curtain. Hmm. Never, never. No one will never know. I will be the puppet master, and you will all be my puppets. <laughs> be afraid of the puppet master. For I should put strings on you and make you dance, dance, dance to the music. Don't defy the puppet master. I'm thinking about going to a PTA uh, meeting. Like, so what do you do? <laughs> I'm the puppet master. I pull all I'm the, the strings. I'm the puppet master. <laughs> I pull all the strings. Like, okay. Uh, you want to Well, volunteer? can you bring the high C for next week? Yeah. The volunteer? puppet master does not bring high C. <laughs> Oh, the puppet master will go to Costco. The puppet master will get the ice. <laughs> yeah, no, he will. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm just going to. Oh, yeah, 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 the puppet master. Yeah. I'm the puppet master. The puppet master will provide all the. <laughs> all the combustibles for the. For the PTA meeting. Little Johnny's been acting out. <laughs> that is not characteristic of the puppet master, for I control all, and I will control little Johnny. I use Johnny too much. Maybe little Johnny eventually grew up and became cigarette Johnny. Hmm. Delicious, a delicious <laughs> transformation. <laughs> that was what the puppet master defies all along. Give cigarettes to Cigarette Johnny when he was young. That is how he became what he is now. Because I'm the puppet master, controlling all. Did you did you see that with the Texas thing? They stopped like exporting any natural gas, and so therefore in Mexico, five million people lost power. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't care about that, you know. I mean, they're used to they're used to doing without. Well, I mean, Mexico gets 
96% of its natural gas from America and like almost all uh, Mexican homes rely on natural gas. So when Texas decided mm. to stop sell, uh, exporting any natural gas, it really fucked them over. And it's made the president vow to make Mexico energy independent. Which, AMLO. You know, is not great for our economy, and I really don't think we can let Mexico do that, can we? Yeah, you gotta get everyone sucking at the gas teat. That yeah. was Canada's whole plan, but that's that's upending. Ha ha. We win. Now we're gonna make you suck our gas teat. Ha <laughs> 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 <like>, Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Oh my god. Uh, the Keystone XL pipeline is going. Yeah. Just because Justin Trudeau doesn't know how to lay pipe. Boom. Boom. Roast. He Can't fuck his wife. Impotent. In the bed. So Sophie roasted. hasn't gotten it for weeks. She's Dude, fucking the governor general. Wow. That's why she got fired, because Julie Payette ate pussy too good on, on Sophie Trudeau. Does uh, Justin <laughs> Trudeau have another term up? Can he run again after this? You see term limits? I, yeah, sure. We don't have term limits. You don't have term limits? Wow. No, we don't have term limits. But Shit. traditionally, like, the most a prime minister has lasted is 10 years. Hmm. Okay. Um. Except for Trudeau, who lasted for a while, but there yeah. was a break in between the didn't, original Trudeau, didn't the his good dad Trudeau. Do four terms as prime minister. Yeah, something crazy oh, like geez. that. Four non-consecutive terms, which, ah, uh, man, when in my most recent rewatch of The Simpsons, I, I, I found my favorite Simpsons joke that I didn't understand as a kid, which was when Grandpa says Grover Cleveland Cleveland spanked me on two non-consecutive occasions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get that as a kid, but now my heart is filled with joy because, um, aha, do you, these Harvard people Do you know if, if Apu ever sang to the tune of Owner of a Lonely Heart, um, Owner of the Quickie Mart? No. <laughs> no. Owner no. of the Quickie Mart. There you go. That would be a fun one. But they can't do that. Sing Dream Police. Can they do that anymore? Can they have Apu? Did they retire? I think they did retire Apu, or they are looking into getting indian actors to play him oh well great what's, what's less offensive i don't know who can who can navigate this bullshit i just tell me what to do yeah indians tell me what to do i'll do whatever you want me to do want me to suck your dick i'll do it <laughs> I'll, suck, I'll mitt romney over here you want me to discriminate by cast i will do it just tell i me will what to fucking do. tell me who is untouchable and i will not touch them I okay not, i will not suck their dicks I will not suck their dicks at all. Um, a Brahmin? Fun, a fun thing a, a, a listener asked me to bring up was the reply all controversy. Did you see that? This, uh, no, pod- there's a reply all controversy. Yeah, the podcast known as Reply All, the, one of the, the main guy had to step down because he was being anti union and discriminatory and like trying to stop a union from happening at their media company. And was also what? trying to stop it from becoming more diverse. He's like, that's weird. Yeah. What is this podcast? What is who they, do they appeal like to? A, is it in the like, leftist media sphere? It's somewhat in the leftist media sphere, but it's like tech. It's like a tech entertainment, and so okay. one of their most popular podcasts is like they sent. It's like about a guy who goes on this long journey to find the, the person in India who's scamming him. Um, mm-hmm. And they like go to India and like 
search for the company that's doing all these uh, scams on online. But okay, so they do gimmicky tech journalism and stuff like that. Yeah, basically, like they do journal like uh, a podcast about tech stuff, but mm-hmm. superficially. But apparently, I don't think the, they know the, about tech stuff. One of the guys is a union buster. Uh, the main guy, like the host, was trying to prevent the a union from forming, and was also trying to prevent the them from hiring like more di- a more diverse group of people. Uh, like was it just he didn't want to specifically did they want to do like a diet not that it makes a difference but it's like some companies will do a thing where they implement a diversity policy and was that what he was railing against yes or was he specifically saying they had like they had just brought three black people in a room and he just said no (laughs) um yeah they wanted they didn't i don't because like i think it's a whole media company, and there's several podcasts that are part of it. But his podcast yeah. is the biggest one for the media company, so he holds yeah. like undue sway, and he didn't want anyone like, added to his team without his approval. And I so I think he was worried they were gonna like fuck with his group of people by forcing him to have new people. But. Mm. Um, yeah, this guy's name is PJ Vote. I mean, he's a he's a real. Oh, I've heard of this. He's person. a real pod I know John. That this he's like a pod yeah. John guy. He he's a he's a lib, is what you're saying. Oh yeah, he would be a pod John guy. I mean, he's one of the like he probably. Where have I heard this name before? Wasn't he on Mad TV? No, I'm <laughs> thinking of a different person. He's a his podcaster is his profession. What a, what a fucking prick. Okay, <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. Uh, he also Gimlet Media. Okay. Reception. Oh, it's won a Shorty Award and a Webby Award. Some some sort of award. Uh, former. It now lists on the Wikipedia page for reply all. Former co-host PJ Vote. Yeah. Yeah, he had to step down. Uh, um. I mean, he he was just being an asshole and like preventing a union from trying to prevent a union from organizing. And I I'm not. Let's see. Oh, and he and he, was, he said he wanted to preserve the company's status quo in response to complaints that it lacks diversity. That's oh, that's basically what he did. So, uh, how the mighty have fallen. Now we can move one ladder rung up in. The ever constant churn of cancellation. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. We're going to do a series on House of Decline about just scamming Indian people. Mm-hmm. We're going to take the opposite route of we're going to specifically do. Yeah, we're going to uh, come in from the back. We're going to come in from the back on the whole cancel culture thing. Well, we're going to be canceled so many times that yeah. um, it's like going up the butt, you know, and then coming out the mm-hmm. mouth. <laughs> and the mouth is richness and, fa- and famity, yeah. famity, renown, if you will. It's very easy. I have a comically short intestine, actually, so <laughs> it's easy to navigate. It's not the only thing you the have. The tricky part is the stomach acid, not the only which th- is why you should wear a condom. That's not the only thing you have that's comically short. What is this? Come, are you, what is are this you, come are you down? talking about? What is this? Come down now? Are you, talk, are you talking about? Are you talking about my pin? Are you talking about my little pin? Are you talking about my small penis? It's my little pin. You don't like my little pin. It's like a little prick, you. 
right where you needed my little bean. It does the job effectively. It no make a woman come, but why they need to come anyway? They already got a good life. They're women. <laughs> they get treated very nice. You know, they tell you, oh, honey, you're so beautiful. I like to be called beautiful. They don't want to call me beautiful. But I got a little pin. And that's the word I use. Mm-hmm. And it's never let me down before. This is all I'm saying. The next thing that's happening in Texas is that the natural gas companies are, like, jacking up the price of of their gas now. Because they're apparently and allowed to do it. Jacking up the price. And not only uh. natural gas, like electric companies, like the price for energy has skyrocketed. And so people are getting Ooh. insane bills. That's that, monstrous. That I don't understand. Like, that's, some, that's some Enron shit. This guy, this 63-year-old army veteran says he got a $16,000 electric bill. Well, that's what you get for killing Vietnamese children. <laughs> and it's because it's because his his lights didn't his electricity didn't go out during the storm. He just so he's just like normal. <laughs> he's just like trying to have a normal day. Like, oh, if I turn I this like, light I on, I bet he thought he was real lucky. Yeah. Oh, that's turn all this light on, That's another charge on my credit card. Every time I switch the light on, uh, so we're gonna just sit in the dark and try not to have a flashback. <laughs> oh man they're it's real loud noises are a lot more noticeable when you don't have the tv on <laughs> oh man feel, man i feel so bad for tech we we talked about it earlier uh and of course we were joking but um there has been a certain type of person is like that's what you get texas yeah that's what you get or it's like um you know that uh, Twitter ghoul Charlotte Clymer? Mm-hmm. I don't know what else she does, but uh, all I know her is from Twitter, and she apparently has some sort of high government position, or she's involved with the government in some way, but is known for ghoulish lib takes, mm-hmm. and I- including like one where it's like, uh, all of Virginia is out of power, and she goes sips coffee, and the implication being like they deserved it because they didn't vote for Hillary or something like right. that. Um and so there's been a lot of those types of vindictive takes, uh, which is a very interesting, it's a very interesting instinct to have, you know, to the idea of people are suffering and you go good. <laughs> well, that's, that, I, I, I do that, but I try to do it evenly, you know? Yeah. I try to, it's. Oh, every, everyone deserves a little suffering in this life, you know. Yeah, makes you but appreciate I, the good, the good times. I wouldn't want some snot nose to fucking you know revel in my misfortune. Yeah, the thing oh, about my... like you gotta just have a Christ-like attitude, you know, and just just sort of say, uh, whatever, man. Be like, why don't I re? Why don't I modernize it a little bit? A dude-like attitude. Be like the dude. Have have a dude. Just have a Christ-like attitude and hang out with whores all the time. Just, yeah, <laughs> abide. How about everyone yeah. needs to abide a little bit more? Just just spend some time looking at a wall, thinking about the paint yeah. who, that dried there. Do that ten minutes a day. You don't have to call it meditation. Just look at a wall for a while. Calm down. Mm-hmm. Quit trolling. You know? If if you masturbate in the tub, easy cleanup. That's all I'm saying. 
<laughs> just yeah, abide, you know. It's what it's it's just relax. Let it wash over you. Continue realize that there is nothing that you can do individually to make the world a better place. Uh, so just make the world a worse place. <laughs> there is, you can individually make the world a worse place, though, which is good. How have you made the world but, a worse place lately? Um, let's get let's get real honest on this show. How have I made the I I I cut someone off in in a convenience store the other day and they were very flustered at me. What do and you mean? I, they didn't. They didn't reprimand me, but I was concocting all these scenarios in my head to uh, repost against them. Should they? Should they wish to? You mean you cut them uh, in line? Tell me, I was rude. You what? Cut th- you cut them in line? No, I didn't cut them in line. I was like, there's very narrow oh. aisles in this convenience store, and so I wanted to get ahead in order to buy my packets of diet cokes. And, yeah, in, ca- and in case they gentleman. in case they were there to buy the last ones, I've done that. I cut people yeah. off going to the grocery. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Last time, all the pizza sauce was sold out. You cannot go ahead of me. I and the fella was he didn't like how close. I, I don't I didn't think I made physical contact with him, but he still seemed annoyed that I had passed by him without first alerting myself, even though I said excuse me, and passed by with with air still between our bodies. Uh, but he made some sort of snide remark to the lady running the deli counter, even though he didn't engage me. Oh, man. And I was waiting, you know, I was waiting for him to say, you know, fuck you, maybe your huge ass shouldn't, you know, take up the whole fucking aisle, Morty. Yeah. And, uh, but no, it never happened. Yeah, well, I, I made the worst place, uh, the world a worse place this week because I, I drove by a horrible car accident, like, late at night. No one else was around. I, mm. I just kept going. <laughs> didn't really have anything. Really? Didn't really have anything going on. I was just out joyriding. I was like, oh, look at that, an accident. There was, uh, it was like a, an entire family of eighteen people in a box of kittens. I was just like, no, no. Within one inch of getting enough help from me to survive, but they didn't, and they all died. Well, you know. It's it's if you're doing the trolley problem, you can't switch the trolley. You just gotta let it go. Yeah, because um, you know, if you... our former guest Kramer, friend of the pod, had the best take on the trolley problem, um, which is everyone in the trolley problem thinking I'm the most attractive person in this trolley problem. <laughs> 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 that's that's real insight into the human condition. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. That's uh, you know, ethics are are less important than if you're hot. As Adam Curtis would be like, and then the world reached seven billion narcissists in 1999. <laughs> 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 oh my! I I where are, where are all my dour documentarians? I feel like Errol Morris is too upbeat. You know. Yeah, we need. Um, I mean, Ken Burns. Michael Moore is very upbeat in the end. Ken you Burns know, did Vietnam, like, which was great, and then he did country music, which was like the first three episodes were good, and then the rest you can throw away. But uh, we need Ken Burns to tackle something like, um, a little darker. You know. Ken Burns is Sonic the Hedgehog. Ken Burns on the coronavirus would be pretty fun. Hmm. 
Ken Burns. Uh, what what would be the most inappropriate Ken Burns <laughs> documentary? Yeah. Um, Opium Wars. Uh, Opium Wars. Ken colonial, Burns. Uh, colonialization. <laughs> Colonialism. Maybe. Uh, Ken Burns does colonial. Uh, Ken Burns does uh, Paris is Ken Burns is Paris is burning. Hmm. <laughs> doing ball culture. Just doing a lot of still scrolling shots of yeah. Queens. Yeah, Ken Burns HIV. And only interviewing Wynton Marsalis. Yes, Ken Burns on reason. HIV and it's just Wynton Marsalis. Yeah. That would be so annoying. <laughs> oh. Now, the thing about HIV is it's like a <laughs> metaphor for America. <laughs> Dude, I don't get it. It's like Ken, Ken Burns on the Holocaust. Here's Wynton Marsalis. You see the Jews. When I play the saxophone... <laughs> he plays the trumpet. Okay. Branford plays the saxophone. Okay, whatever. He doesn't. I don't listen to anything that comes out of Wynton Marsalis, so I don't know what instrument he plays. Oh dang! Oh snap! Yeah, we become a Wynton Marsalis hating podcast now. He is bad. Though. Okay, you you That's... are the king of hating Wynton Marsalis. You dedicated your. You basically graduated in hating Wynton Marsalis. <laughs> My teacher, my my professors also hated Winter Marsalis. See, so my yeah, you you could you really graduated with the degree in in fucking with Winter Marsalis. I was there for that for that concert, uh, and I read the cartoons. But you know, it's important to remember that Winter Marsalis <laughs> was essentially responsible for um, redlining and destroying a whole community of jazz musicians that he didn't like. Yeah. Like he, you couldn't get the good gigs if Wynton Marsalis and Stanley Crouch said you weren't good enough. Yeah, and then the coronavirus almost killed the Lincoln Center, and it fucking didn't. So, real shame. We almost, you know, we almost killed all the bad arts venues in America. That then, uh, you know, my morning jacket and Chuck Schumer got together to uh, revive all the venues. <laughs> <laughs> what a great what a great combination yeah. we're going to the festival we're going to see my morning jacket and chuck schumer well uh, the only the philadelphia arts festival the only band that matters fish runs their own music festival and they do their own thing so we don't have to pay attention to the lincoln center anymore because fish does a whole festival in yeah. like massachusetts or something vermont yeah. or wherever i don't know sorry sorry to our fish our fish friends listeners who love him? I uh, mean them. I love I love that guy. It, fish. it really sucked. <laughs> really sucked when they brought in Winton Marsalis in order to curate the fish fest. <laughs> Why did they do that? They, I don't did understand. They? they probably did. No, we're gonna get an angry email. Ken Burns email. is fish. We're gonna get one. You see, ang- fish is like a metaphor email. for America. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Ken Burns on fish. That I would like oh. to see Ken Burns's fish documentary. Uh, uh, that would actually be incredible. <laughs> yes, went to Marcel's talking about fish. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he knows how to do. Country music. Mm. Winton Marsalis talking about country music, being like it's basically. Wait, the same is as- Winton Marsalis in the country yes. music show? Yes, to a very large degree. Really? Talking Actually? about how he plays the same stuff as country music and being like, and like well, it's really black people music. And I was what just I... joking about that. I haven't seen the country music documentary. And but he's like, it's really the, basically bebop, which is what I play, by the way. Yeah. Oh, man. I think Wynton Marsalis' name was also... Remember that whole, like, 
We've gone too far with cancel culture petition that a bunch of academics and intelligentsia signed, yeah. including Margaret Atwood. And uh, it was very sad to see a professor I liked at our school, Roger Berkowitz, sign it, too. Oh, what? You like uh, him? Yeah, he was okay. No, 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 no. He's, he's a dweeb. He's a big he's dweeb. A dweeb. He's like yeah, a big yeah, free he speech nice. dweeb. He, he, he was personally <laughs> nice to me. Oh, okay. Which is why I like him. <laughs> you know, it's... I. I bet if I met a lot of these free speech dweebs, I bet I would like Sam Harris if I ever met him, because, you know, he probably reminds me of a lot of my weird friends growing up. Mm. Maybe not Sam Harris. He seems unbearable. Um, who, Who's like, I'd, I'd like Rogan if I talked to Rogan, um, um, but Berkowitz isn't comparable to Rogan. That's funny. I, I mean, that would be funny to say, oh, man, I kind of wish I was still in college. And I knew about Rogan. I would troll my professors with Ro- with Rogan if I could. Still, oh, that would be great. <laughs> I'd be like writing papers about Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I really wish I, I was at a school where I was allowed to give you an F. <laughs> <laughs> you should go back to college to major in Rogan. You should go to a Texas college to major in Rogan. I'd be like, I'm uh, majoring in Roganomics, and they'd be like, Reaganomics, great. <laughs> we love Reaganomics. Yeah, I'm like, no, Roganomics. Okay, that's like how much pre-workout you eat before you lift weights. That's Roganomics. Yeah, um, yeah that's how much venison is in your fridge currently. Oh, man. I just did a big shop. Uh, and Now what we do is we go to the grocery store, and they put the groceries in our car, and then we drive them home. We don't go inside the grocery <laughs> store. Because of the deadly coronavirus pandemic and all of and its and its ever increasing alphabet of variants. Mm-hmm. Uh, Newsflash. <laughs> it's there's the UK variant of coronavirus, but look, oh, it is the French variant. Ha-ha, it is the new corona. We are here to fuck you. Oh no, it's the Jamaican variant. I want. Hey, man. I want. We're the corona. When, I'm when not going to do, do a Jamaican accent. When do you think you're going to get vaccinated? Because we are similar in that I don't think we're top of the list. I kind of feel like I might get vaccinated by this, like the end of summer. When do you Yeah, think? I haven't even looked up how to get vaccinated. It's a shot. They give you a shot. It's not hard. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know how which, which building to go to to get the shot. Uh, they'll tell you. Okay. T- I, I mean, gotten any I mean, with Canada, I figure they'll probably just like contact you through the chip in your dick, right? Yeah, they. Yeah. When they circumcise we, you, they with, put a chip in your dick. See, in Canada, you have to get married to the state when you turn eighteen, and then they divorce you, and then they take your dick and balls. And then they, <laughs> and put, they a, put a chip in it before they give it back. They put a chip in your dick. If you want your dick and balls yeah, back, the, hey mate, if you want your yeah. dick and balls back, we're gonna have to put a little chip in there, okay? Yeah. Uh, this is why men's rights are such a big issue in Canada. Much love to Brother Dave Foley. Yeah, Brother Peterson, Brother <laughs> and Foley, his, <laughs> and his wife and his ex-wife Tabitha Southie. Yeah, who, who is a prominent columnist who I agree with a lot of the time. Oh, that's actually. funny. I didn't know that his like that's the and that's the woman who like had such a divorce settlement that it kind of ruined his finances forever. Well, it, it, it you can't really blame her for it. I, I mean, maybe you can, but you can really blame the law at the time was that 
your your divorce settlement the amount of alimony you pay is based on what you're currently making mm. and what dave foley was currently making was news radio money he was literally at the top of his career when he got divorced um but after news radio you know he was no longer making like a couple hundred thou a year just on news radio alone so yeah. um he, the alimony became too much and he eventually had to like become a sex worker right like he started he eventually yeah resorted to putting romneying just putting stuff up his ass i believe yeah being a street romney yeah yeah romney like romney has become slang for sex worker <laughs> yeah romney <laughs> is just yeah but a sex worker who will do anything okay. you know <laughs> That's cool. Uh, yeah. Oh man, that guy—he's a real Romney, you know. He went. Uh, <laughs> what was it called? What was it heard today? The slurp ramp. Yeah, he was all over the slurp ramp. Oh. Uh, a slurp ramp is a. So I, I, the park I go to is near the gay village in the dog park that I go to is near the gay village in Toronto. So I, I talk a lot of old gays who talk about Toronto. Uh, Toronto's gay scene as it was in the 70s but I just found out today about a slurp ramp do they which say, according to Ergen, do they say, wait, Ergen Urban Dictionary hold on before you do hmm? the definition of slurp ramp before you hit that that's that tasty definition do the old guys in Toronto are, do they talk about like the high water mark that the splooge made in the 70s like if you look closely you can see the high water mark <laughs> You can, see, you can see the high spooge. tide of spooge. Yeah. 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 Like that uh, Hunter S. Thompson quote. Anyway. AIDS changed ramp. all that. What does uh, slurp, slurp ramp, ramp is It's a raised platform with holes which allows men to give or receive fellatio anonymously, found in a dark room with minimal lighting, and establishments catering to kinky sex. According And this, this entry, I want to point out, was uh, written by Faggot Sex. That's the username, August 21st, 2008. On the Urban Dictionary? On the Urban Dictionary, Man, they, so they you know it's good. They don't have any standards for <laughs> usernames, I guess. Wow. The, the examples are, I came thrice on the slurp ramp, and I swallowed 20 guys on the slurp ramp. Huh. What does it, I kind of, I was looking up, like, um, traffic calming devices which use ramps sometimes um that was my initial guess was it was going to be a traffic calming device uh right i'm going to try to find a picture of a slurp ramp right now um i see it's, first it's like it first results are it's the like a japanese slurping turtle um <laughs> it's um it looks like a cornhole board but with dicks in it oh i see i see yeah, I see that. Yeah, I see it with the dicks hanging out. It's like multiple glory holes, but only half of a wall. So you can see the guy up there. He's like a really tall. And it's so that you don't have to. You can stand and give the. Okay. But everyone is standing. This is an amazing invention. More households should have this. Gentlemen. So I'm looking at. So the most prominent bathhouse in Toronto is called Steamworks. Mm -hmm. But Steamworks is actually a chain of bathhouses. Mm -hmm. um, and I looked up slurp ramp, and I, I just want to go through some of the club features of the Steamworks bathhouse. Okay. I'm reading on their club features page. Um, secured lock boxes at our check-in counter for your valuables. Okay, that's pretty reasonable. Wet area with huge multi-man stainless steel whirlpool. Great. Wow. Uh, 
public computer kiosk with free Wi-Fi throughout the club to surf the debt. Doing a LAN party at Steamworks. Yeah, so Steamworks <laughs> looks to be like a sort of a hotbed of uh, homosexual activity. Would you say that's true? Sh- sure is. Um, yeah, here we go. Here's the one that said, wow. three public play areas, including Toronto's only slurp ramp, which is hard to believe. A public sling, two fuck benches, and a new confessional booth complete with glory holes. See, that's hot. That's hot. What, I don't, what are fuck benches? I don't. I get public sling. I know what all what of those mean, are, but are I don't know what a fuck benches? bench that's, is it's specifically. It's in the name. Yeah, but what makes them fuck benches? Is it just a raised platform on which to fuck? In which case, aren't all benches fuck benches? Um, fuck it, I'm looking up what what know. is a fuck bench. But uh, you probably would need to look up pictures of Steamworks. I still so now, think the slurp ramp on... is a genius invention, though, because <laughs> it is going to save a generation of young men's knees. So I'm on a website now called gymsupport.com. Called, oh, okay, I see. I see what a fuck bench is. All right. It's specifically a bench that is designed to put you in a um, prone position. Okay. And, uh, wow, these are oh, it's very creative. Why don't you, why don't, okay. let's do a live stream from Steamworks. I will come up and visit, um, I will sneak <laughs> through the Canadian border. I will go by, no. I will swim across Lake Michigan. And um, then that process will embuffen my body. So that I will be swole enough to blend in at Steamworks without any any suspicion that I might be a heteronormative male, because <laughs> I will have such big muscles, they, you know. You know here, well, yeah, that's that's <laughs> big, of course. Big muscles is a pretty dead giveaway these days. That's a dead giveaway <laughs> that you're a straighty. Yeah, uh, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that you're definitely 100% straight if you have big muscles, 100% mm-hmm. all Absolutely. the way. All of all men with very large muscles are very straight. Yes. Yeah. You know, that is true. Yeah, it is so true. All men with very large muscles and who only wear leather straps and who got real stiff nipples. They're all straight. Um, well, emphasis on the real stiff nipples. We're not talking about like a half chubs nipple. Yeah, like Cuomo level stiff. Yeah. Rivers Cuomo or Andrew Cuomo? <laughs> <laughs> there, who can tell the difference? You know, sorry, sorry. Yeah, Governor of New York, Rivers Cuomo. Um, <laughs> God damn these citizens, New York, do it to me every time. <laughs> oh, the red. I give ones. them nice instructions. Yeah. <laughs> uh. He would, uh, uh, he, would, he would be a really bad... Rivers Cuomo would be terrible if he was a president. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lots of indecision, I imagine. Well, he his whole thing now is he hates, like, isolation and social media and phones. Um, phones, man. It's like, every, you ever notice how everyone's glued to their friggin' phone these days? <sighs> like, wouldn't they rather man. hear my shitty story? <laughs> here i shall tell you my shitty story <laughs> stand back and you shall hear the song the shitty song of my people well it's the time of the show where we talk about what video games we're playing yay boom, 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 boom. Boom, ah. what video game? what are you doing what, what video game with videos i'm revisiting pokemon sword again because i wanted something mindless 
<laughs> Utterly fucking mindless. Is that the today, newest which one? Is, yeah. Mm. I mean, Pokemon isn't mindless if you play it at a high level, but I am not playing it at that level. You know, I don't care about EVs or IVs. The only EVs I care about are the ones that I can evolve into Vaporeon. When you say I was a high missing level, a though, water slash ice Pokemon. When you say a high level, what do you what do you mean? Well, there are Pokemon tournaments where you can win actually a pretty decent amount of prize money. Um, yeah. And uh, it's actually very complicated once you get to Pokemon playing at that level because there's basically yeah, I, naturally in every generation of Pokemon, some Pokemon are better than others. And uh, tier lists on Smogon University have this sort of metagame. Uh, that people adhere to. So basically, you have to memorize every potential move list of all of those Pokemon, mm -hmm. and you have to account for that in your own team of Pokemon and train them in such a way um, that you hit all the hidden objectives and how the Pokemon grow so that you can make them powerful, but in the secret way that the developers... For, I, I don't know, but there, there's a lot to it, especially with doubles as well pokemon doubles really changed the game so there's for competitive professional pokemon yeah wow is what it, but yeah pokemon is a hard game at that level it's a very difficult game at that level and it and relies on like a lot of actual you know strategy and skill especially involving in anticipating your opponent's moves and it, i actually respect uh the skill involved in a lot of professional pokemon playing um, a lot of it is luck-based, which also makes it uh, exhilarating as well because there's this element of anybody could win, really, uh, no matter how well you strategize. There's, I but, found um, a, a blogger who has said that, in fact, com in the world of competitive Pokemon, it is, in fact, an art. It is in the fact, art of Pokemon. It is, in fact, an art to play Pokemon at a competitive level. Mm -hmm. um, depending on what kind of uh, trainer you are, if you're a dedicated trainer. <laughs> <laughs> is this Chris Chan? Have you found Chris Chan's blog? This is uh, a blog called Smog On. I guess they like. Sm oh, this is Smog On University. So that Smog On University is like the Pokemon metagame website, right? Where you know they they tier Pokemon into uber or overused or underused depending on. The overused Pokemons are usually the ones that get used in tournament because some Pokemon, i.e. like all the legendary Pokemon, are too powerful, so they're banned. So you end up just getting the OU or overused tier of Pokemon, which have like usually they'll have one high stat and uh, application. Why don't in they try to make all the Pokemon equal? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what the fuck? Why are some Pokemon uh, better than others? Are you saying we need to communize the Pokemon? So which we need po to... is, are the white Pokemon better? Is that what it is? Yeah, the white Pokemon are more they're more privileged. <laughs> That's fucked up, man. Um, in the game I play, there's competitive and professional leagues, but uh, it's slowly dying due to neglect by the company, and all the characters oh. are in fact balanced. Overwatch, yeah. you're talking about? Yeah, basically. Which I suck at. Why is Overwatch? It was everyone's special little guy for so long, and now it's dying? Yeah, it's dying because Blizzard, the company, has not, um, like, paid any attention to like to it. They wanted it to be some kind of professional eSport, but then they kind of stopped making content for it. So it's dying a slow death of no new content. What are they focusing on instead? What's what's Blizzard's iron in the fire? The new World of Warcraft thing, which is really the old World of Warcraft thing, but probably gets more players than Overwatch? I think it's what's going on at Blizzard is similar to what's happened with Nintendo. They both had um, events this week, 
Nintendo had a thing, mm-hmm. Nintendo uh, Direct, I guess, and Blizzard had... Yeah, they had a 50-minute Nintendo Direct, which was like, meh. And they didn't announce anything except for shitty RPGs, is what I saw, basically. Yeah, they announced a bunch of anime noises, a bunch of people going, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> bunch of those video games so if you want to hear a bunch of anime grunts um, uh, and but so, what did they announce the only thing they announced a mario golf game that was the most exciting game that they announced yeah. i mean blizzard and they is, announced a re-release of the worst zelda skyward sword so they're doing i mean that's kind of cool because then skyward sword will be on the switch right yeah but uh Great. we would there's so many zelda games i would release before that uh wind waker chief among them uh but didn't fucking... they do no but the, they did a re-release of wind maker though yeah, but they did it on Wii U. Yeah, but you can't but re-release I, a re-release. Are you, that's crazy. You can re-release. That's what they do all the time. They're doing that for... Are you kidding? With Kingdom Hearts, there's so many re-releases of re-releases. They can just package all of the weird, okay. shitty uh, handheld games, on, which is what they did for Kingdom Hearts. Well, I, I would be excited for Skyward Sword if I ever finished Breath of the Wild, but I didn't because I stopped playing Switch because it's... It's a teeny tiny console for babies. Yeah, it's for babies. I like my it's big boy babies. console for adults. <laughs> <laughs> um, why is why is Overwatch dying? I don't know. I don't know. I guess Blizzard's focusing on other things. Blizzard doesn't have that many games. They have StarCraft, Diablo, um, Overwatch, and then like... World of Warcraft. Yeah, World of Warcraft, which is... I mean, that game's dead as fuck. Um, mm. So I don't know. But I, there's, they're probably trying to come up with some new fangled battle royale game, which is all the rage these days. There's the new thing in video games, like what kids play, are battle royale games like Fortnite, Valorant, Call of Duty Warzone, Apex Legends, and it's all the same game. Like it's the same mechanics and the same idea. Yeah. It's different aesthetics, though, slightly. which I think is what people. I mean, well, that's what makes Fortnite appealing. There's no difference between PUBG and Fortnite except for really aesthetic and the fact that there's a building element in Fortnite, which Mm -hmm. is kind of fun, I guess. But I think the reason why Fortnite's so popular is because it has that cartoony art style, uh, which de-emphasizes, which makes it it a more effective party game, you know? Hmm. Yeah, it is. It's a. I guess it's a fun game to hang out and play. Um, but it seems kind of yeah. stressful. I mean, it's a first-person shooter, and you you can die, and then people troll you and tell you you suck, which is annoying. Well, that's why the cartooniness of Fortnite is integral because it relieves that pressure. Like when you die in Call of Duty, you feel it more because yeah. the atmosphere is geared towards realism to some degree. But Fortnite is, you know, it's you you know you're playing as Django Fett and. So, you know, some kid has a, a big wolf head, but it's where his dick should be, and, you know, it's, Whoa. it's fun. They have wolf head dick. Um, wolf head dick. Anyway, yeah, I've been, I watched some people play those games on Twitch to try to get a feel for what's going on, and I've been watching Twitch a little bit, and it's a very interesting phenomenon because I feel like most young people, that's a big part of their lives is Twitch as a media thing. Mm-hmm. For us, maybe it was YouTube or, I don't know, for the previous, not not generation, like micro-generation, because we're into the, like, yeah. like the previous iteration then of people going yeah. to online stuff for media consumption, it was YouTube. Um, but Twitch is really big in a, in a weird way, and it encourages yeah. you to create content, which is just 
have someone watch you play a video game yeah but it's like it's 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 whereas youtube is a somewhat divorced parasocial experience twitch is the ultimate parasocial experience because you are actually interacting with somebody and it's still mediated on but to some degree i've noticed this it's more real than anything you can get and what i've noticed on several twitch streams is that unlike they have about me and like maybe some rules for the chat and one of the rules that i've seen a couple of times is like please interact with me you must interact with me you must talk to me and the mm-hmm. real goal is to develop a parasocial uh, relationship. That's what mm-hmm. they're selling. And it's like, well, is this more um, more way of developing profiles to sell advertising? Or is there anything else going on? Well, I mean, Twitch is used for, like, uh, definitely in the speedrunning community, I get why Twitch is necessary beyond just a parasocial element mm-hmm. because... You know, you stream your runs, you show stuff for other people. Other people like watching it. They gain some sort of enjoyment uh, outside of the parasocial element. Um, I, th- I think um, what I would compare it to, though, is OnlyFans. You mm-hmm. know, the reason why OnlyFans is a much more effective version of pornography than uh, <laughs> sort of more mediated versions of pornography. Um also, I, 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 I like the idea that Twitch seems to be, even though it's controlled by evil Amazon, um, it seems to fuck with people's revenues less than YouTube, maybe? Or maybe I'm totally wrong about that. Well, what, um, what do you mean? Who's re- who's revenue? Well, you know how YouTube just has a lot of stringent rules and, you know, anyone can execute DMCA takedown on you and it's really harsh on that. I guess Twitch rules are pretty mer- mercurial when it comes to, like, banning people. They're, they're but just, that's only if you're a big account or just, something. That's the new problem on Twitch is, like, now they're banning people for DMCA notices. Um, well, Yeah, this has re- happened recently. They've decided to not allow copyrighted music to be streamed on Twitch. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. I mean, it was, like even a second of copyrighted music is out of out of line. Um, I don't know. I don't. I, I mean, there's probably a sliding scale, and if they can catch you because it's so much content, um, I think if it's an ongoing problem, they'll probably ban you. Um, and um, eventually there will be a reckoning between the game studios and Twitch because some gaming studios aren't happy with their game being streamed. Mm. Um. For games like Fortnite, they don't care. But for smaller yeah, indie well, games... Well, that's how they make money. Yeah. yeah. For smaller indie games or story-based games, like if you have like a story-based indie game and, and a popular person on Twitch streams playing a small indie-based story game to 80,000... That's like 80,000 people seeing it who don't have to buy it now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that sucks. That would suck to be an indie developer and have that happen to you. <laughs> you know uh yeah i mean it's the idea that it, it's sort of this idea that we get from the internet that exposure directly leads to money right the idea that oh your tweet got a hundred thousand retweets you must be all the offers must be coming in now no because mm-hmm. that that fame is the most fleeting it, it almost as if it was never there in the first place yeah. um and I want to take advantage of our ability to play licensed music. Uh, I'm going to skip this commercial, but I wanted to play uh, a song that was uh, featured prominently 
in the Adam Curtis documentary, I mean, another song that was featured. We don't have any ability to play it. We would also be <laughs> if, in, if any if any. Well, we're talking over it, and we're using it's satire, oh, okay. so that no one would. I I think one of the rules is: would someone listen? Would someone listen to this over? The original recording, as opposed to the original recording of Lady in Red by Christopher. Lady uh, the, that is what I'm playing. I'm playing Lady in Red. Let's skip to the good part. Oh, I missed it. Yeah! Yeah! Yeah, she's dancing with me! Yeah! Oh, it's the Lady in Red! Soy boy meme. What? That's the soy meme. The soy meme? Yeah. I'm doing the soy yeah, face? Yeah, doing soy face. Mouth open. Uh, <laughs> 80s were a fun time. Um, yeah, the music was ne- ne- never was better than the 80s. I agree, actually. That's, you say, I don't know if you say that in jest, but I do. I do not All say of it. my favorite oh. albums are from the yeah, 80s. I do not say it in jest. The music, the peak, the pinnacle... Wow, the acme, if you will, was reached by this yeah. country in the 80s when we defeated our mortal enemy, mm-hmm. the Soviet Union. The Jews. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, the no. Soviet Union. Because yeah. they wanted to make us all slaves to uh, each other. Yeah. And as we know, every man is an individual who should not even attempt to make his society better. Guess what? All men are islands, bitch. Yes, that's right. <laughs> All men are islands. Don't even try to reach yeah. us. We're actively filling in moats and fortresses, building fortresses, installing booby traps, trap doors, and uh, shotguns yeah. behind uh, every every corner. Every man is an H. H. Holmes murder house. The deeper you go in, the more likely you are to find a door that leads to nowhere. And then you look behind you, and it's a spooky ghost. Spooky. And he's racist. Whoa. Oh, right. What were we talking about the racist ghosts? Oh, we were just talking about how uh, ghosts and racism, you know, have been associated. Because the Ku Klux yeah. Klan look like spooky ghosts and whatnot. I feel like, yeah, you know, a racist, it's easy to buy that a ghost would be racist. Also, for, they're from the past, you know, so, you know. Racist ghost isn't that far-fetched. Yeah, that would be a, a spooky... A spooky uh, thing for Jordan Peele uh, to mo- make a movie about, like a like a racist horror movie. <laughs> not only yeah, racist ghosts. Not only are the ghosts yeah. spooky, they are racist. <laughs> <laughs> the spooky, which is perhaps the spookiest thing of all. <laughs> what, what are you ghosts from the Civil War? What is going on? There, there is a key in Peel sketch where they're not getting bitten by zombies because the zombies are racist, oh, which is funny. <laughs> Are they like they kind of look at each other quizzically, like "Are you thinking what I'm thinking?" <laughs> Is that what happened? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When yeah, and, and then there's another one where aliens invade and they're able to they they shape shift into humans and they're able to tell which aliens are aliens because they're saying, "Would you let me date their daughter?" And they say, "It's a white old white guy." Of course, yeah. and they kill him. Wow, which is fun. Yeah, they made a lot of those sketches. What if vampires but black people? Yeah. <laughs> And now, uh, and now they make movies for the Biden administration. Yeah. Do they? I, yeah, I guess Jordan Peele isn't. He's not. He's not Mr. Subversive. But um, 
I thought I thought us had good political messaging in it. I didn't think I th- I thought us had actually a pretty anti-capitalist message at its core. Um, I yeah I, I don't know the I, I don't remember as much a message from us like I do from Get Out. Um, yeah, it w- well it wasn't as explicit as Get Out. Right, the message the from way Get I, Out was like never tell anyone that you voted for Obama. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, keep that shit close to your chest okay they're gonna mm-hmm. accuse you of being a get out person yeah never be too enthusiastic about how you voted for yeah. obama why don't you just but that actually is good advice why don't you just cool it with the biggie lyrics how about that <laughs> <laughs> don't try and show black people how much you know about black culture yeah. <laughs> When the UPS guy comes, don't invite him in and show him your vinyl collection. <laughs> don't don't like, start talking about John Coltrane yeah, in front of him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> man, train could really blow. Man, man, please, I got I got so many deliveries today, man. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, another big topic: ice dams on my house causing big ass icicles. I'm talking like I like a six foot sharp icicle is now hovering above my entrance, a icicle of Damocles. And mm. if I, in my ever increasing girth, bump into my doorway on the way out of my house one day, I may be impaled by said icicle. But hopefully, it will just catch some of my fat and not you know anything vital. Um, but yeah, I'm a I'm an obese man now. I weigh about 400 pounds. Um, yeah. But, you know, it has special icicle blocking powers, not unlike walruses. Well, I That's like, how they're avoiding icicles constantly. Yeah. I like those medical stories where they're like, and he was saved, actually, by being too fat. That's Yeah. <laughs> or like the one where the guy survived the Titanic by being extremely drunk, so his body was able to withstand the freezing waters. What? No way. Yeah, that's a story from the yeah chef from the Titanic drank so much that he was able to survive the frigid North Atlantic. How did that? How did the alcohol make it so that he could survive the cold water? Because uh, he didn't go into shock, and so his body was sort of regulating itself as normal the, and wasn't using up excess energy. Oh, and so badass. people were able to find him before he died. Badass. So he was just like, oh, that's a bit cold. I guess I'll. Guess I'm taking a yeah. swim now. Kind of blacked out there for a while. Get now I'm all wet. <laughs> uh, dude, the strategic the strategic blackout it is a lifesaver. I've used it one time and it helped me, uh, which I I don't want to. We don't have time to get into that story of my one strategic blackout. But um, when you can pull it off, that's great. I'm glad for that guy. That's a great story. Oh, yeah. I only do it when driving, or as it's called now, Bruce Springsteen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can't believe he had an ad for a car before getting a DUI. That sucks for Jeep, I guess. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> I like the idea of of him like trying to <laughs> trying to sex up the cop. Do you know who I am? Did he? I'll suck your dick. Was he trying I'm to sex Romney. up the cop? <laughs> nah. Oh, man. But let's just say I was born to run, okay? And by run, I'm going to suck this dick. Now, he's probably very respectful of the police officer. 
Listen, man, I'm just an old Jersey boy who'll suck your dick. Just vacuum it off like a full-on Romney. I mean, it does sound to be... It sounds like it would be pretty satisfying to arrest Bruce Springsteen. I kind of wish I was a police officer just so I could arrest, like, drunk celebrities. But they don't get to do that that often, I bet. Is Bruce Springsteen sucking a cop sticks? Um... When you're a famous person like that, you got. Do you think you at one at any point you're like, come on? Do you think you ever say that? Yeah. Like, hey, you know what? Yeah. Well, on the other maybe hand, not Bruce. I am Bruce maybe not Saint Bruce. I mean, he was driving drunk, but I don't think he would lie to to people. Yeah, he was driving drunk, but like if if I was Bruce Springsteen and I was caught driving drunk, I I, I at some point I would want to be like, if you let me go, I will give you a million dollars. <laughs> I would say that and then see what happens. Then you might go to jail from trying to bribe a cop if it's a if it's a clean cop, but if you find a dirty Look, cop Look, I keep Clarence <laughs> I keep Clarence Clemens's ashes in my glove compartment. You can have them. <laughs> Is that the violin player? That's, no, that's <laughs> you're mixing you're mixing up Bruce Springsteen with Dave Matthews band. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, they're the same band. <laughs> Clarence Clemens was the sax player okay, so, in the E Street Band. So, and he was there from the beginning. Oh, and what, it was his, and be- then he was died. It his best friend, though? Did the violin. Uh, yeah, it was one of his best Did friends. Did the violin player from Dave Matthews die? No, I think the violin player did die. Lawan Moore. But he also might have been. No, I don't want to say anything. But uh, here's the thing mm-hmm. Dave Matthews Band. Great. Oh, the violin player for Dave Matthews' band still alive. Bo- Did the saxophone player from Dave Matthews' band die? Bo- it was the saxophone player then. Someone, I thought someone died from Dave Matthews' band that Dave Matthews got. Someone did like, die. Sad, it wasn't super Dave sad Matthews about. Though. Yeah, very sad. Sim on the da, 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 da. So when I hear ants marching, I want to remix it with uh, "Take a Walk on the Wild Side" Hmm. because it's yeah, Leroy Moore. They go from the one to the four to the one to the four. Saxophonist and founding member of Dave Matthews Band, Leroy Moore, died in 2008. It seems like it was yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, I don't remember. (laughs) Wow, it was that long ago (laughs) that Leroy Moore died. Seems like yesterday. When did when did Clarence Clemens die? I I feel he also died around the same time. It was just a bad year for saxophonists in in middling rock bands in general. Oh man. Um <laughs> The E Street Band is of course much better than Dave Matthews Band, but what? I call them middling because they appeal to middle people. Yeah, they only ever have to play one chord, so it's not <laughs> like every fucking Dave Matthews song is one one riff for five minutes mm-hmm. and it gets like quiet and then loud and then quiet and then loud yeah every dave matthews song is dave matthews was oh, big at uh, my house too growing up weezer dave matthews these are the big names big big names growing up huge presence in my mental my the- mental room that i lived in i lived in one mental room for eight years inside of my own mind 
That's right. I lived inside yeah, of my Yeah, filled with own. Dave Matthews. Yeah. I opened a little door in my forehead and walked inside, and I didn't leave for eight years. Hmm. It was cool. I had it set See, up. See, that's, cre- yes, that's creative imagery. Yeah, I had it's it. Very, had it's it, very good. I had it set up entirely how I liked it, and then it all came crashing down like a house yeah. of cards. Yeah. yeah. In your brain. That's what, it, And that's what it's called to grow up. House of Cards in your brain. As Blink-182 said, I guess this is growing up. 